Hello, Capricorn friends. I'm Annie Botticelli, and welcome to my Capricorn December 2023 Astrology Horoscope Forecast. This is for you if Capricorn is your sun sign, your moon sign, your rising sign, or any other cap placement that you're listening for. What we're going to talk about here is part of your astrological picture. I have my Venus and Midheaven and Moon in cap with you, so when I'm doing the report for you, I'm also doing it for myself. So we'll see what we've got in store here. If you're very late degree Capricorn friends, so birthdays like January 15th through the rest of the sign or cap degrees around 23 degrees through the rest of the sign, I suggest you additionally listen to my Aquarius report as you very late degree friends will benefit from both readings. I'm calling the theme of this report 2024 sneak peek and 2023 wrap up. So we'll talk about factors that are exclusive to the time around December to get a really good flavor of the month and what you'll be working with. And then we'll also talk about longer term transits that have been in play through 2023 and in some cases earlier, and that will still be occurring in 2024 so that you can understand some of these major themes that are affecting your life and work with them in easier and more conscious ways. Okay, so let's talk about the layers that will make up the energetics of December and the time around there. Um, so I'll just go in order to hit some points to give you a flavor of what this month is like or will be like. The first thing to know, and I'm very excited to report, is that we finally have a positive shift in the sweet to salty aspect ratio. I call the sweet aspects the ones where the planets are getting along When planets are in transit and they connect together in mathematical configurations that are meaningful and create effects, we've got tough aspects, which still can yield great things, and we've got sweet aspects that are just sweet. Okay, so the the profile of the month that I like to look at and share looks at how many of these uh, connections are salty, so not in agreement, and how many of them are sweet, you know, for the basic planets that we're looking at. So finally, there are more sweet connections. And so for September, October, November, we had an overabundance of challenged aspects compared to the sweet ones. So this is something to celebrate. So while we will have some road bumps, as always, there are definitely more um, harmonious connections this time. Something else I'm very excited to report as well is that we are exiting eclipse season. So we had two powerful eclipses in October and um, bringing lots of change, lots of drama, lots of major endings, major new beginnings, and a lot of stress. Even for the positive things, it's like the energy of change can be stressful because the transitions of you know breaking out of an old matrix and creating a new one you know, it could be extra work and can really be taxing to your nervous system. So September, October, November, really were heavy with that and heavy with Scorpio energy as well. We'll talk more about this later, but, you know, very emotional. So even though four to six weeks after the eclipses, which brings us into December somewhat, there is still a chance for these news and events that are eclipse related to be more likely to come in. We are at the tail end and you will feel that. Okay. So very happy to report that if it's been intense for you, then there's a good chance that that will start to lighten up if the intensity was coming from the eclipse related issues. 
So we had a lot of changes to the me, we sector and my stuff, our stuff arenas, as I like to call the Aries, Libra and Taurus, Scorpio, respectively, um, polarities for those eclipses we're working with. If you're interested in eclipses and eclipse cycles, I always do a very detailed job of helping you understand these um, cycles, which extend well beyond eclipse season. So if you're interested in that, you can go to my September, October, November, either podcast reports or um, YouTube reports and learn more about what areas of your life are, are being activated, um, what the, the length of time these storylines are at play, and you can dive deep into that. So we're not really going to cover that in this report, but for those of you who like to dive deep, I just want to refer you there. Okay, so December is delivering us back into Mercury retrograde season. So there are a few things to know. If you're listening to this early, as I always post these reports early, October 7th through around November 25th, we're in a golden period free from personal planet retrogrades. Personal planets that go retrograde are Mars, Venus, and Mercury. And when those get to a point in their orbit where they appear to be going backwards in the sky from our vantage point on the Earth, it's called retrograde. And it can bring many wonderful blessings, but it does tend to have this shadow of uncertainty, this tilt to the past, this tilt inward and backward, basically. So that shifts October 7th through November 25th into forward movement where, you know, it's easier to be proactive. It's easier to see further ahead. It's easier to make plans. Things that were uncertain before start to gel. So you have that magical period, which by the way, is also even better for holiday shopping. If you're doing holiday shopping, having that wrapped up by um, Black Friday uh, sale time will make your shopping season much easier because Mercury retrograde is notoriously a little bit difficult for shopping and receiving things and not having them damaged or weird or, or, or are you hating them? <laughs> so just a little heads up there. So, so there's a stark difference between what we've been working with for most of October and November and what we're now shifting into in December regarding the retrograde season. So Mercury retrograde tends to make us have our plans shift more readily. So if you don't have to plan certain things, like let's say you have dentist appointments and doctor appointments and blood work and checkups and things like that, those appointments would be better unless you're intuitively inclined or they're not available um, in October and November. You'll have an easier time getting clear information from diagnostics, um, you know, not having to reschedule your dentist appointments, all of that, those kind of just day-to-day things that you need to do um, are easier in this October and November, okay? Because if you try to schedule those things in December, it's going to be harder because of the Mercury retrograde, okay? So just maybe you want to get that stuff out of the way. And maybe you would be anyway because of the holiday season, but I just want to give you a heads up about that. The way that this is most going to affect people is in trying to make holiday plans, okay? So It's a little annoying when we have a Mercury retrograde during a time where we're making big gathering plans, making important time sensitive, you know, um, things that have to happen at a certain time on a certain day. And Mercury retrograde doesn't lend itself very easily to that. So here's what you can do to make this month easier for yourself. Try to lessen your expectations of basically other people committing things to you and be putting in pencil what you're committing to other people. So using a pencil this month rather than a pen in your, you know, planner energetically, okay, is going to help you quite a bit. So let's say you have family coming in town and they say, gosh, we may be able to be there by Christmas Eve. We may not. 
maybe there by Christmas, you know, just try for the spirit of the season to let there be flexibility in the plans because a lot of things will happen out of our control as far as planning and timing. And if you get yourself all wound up about it, you can add stress that doesn't need to be there because I'm telling you ahead of time (laughs) that there's more of a chance that the plans are going to change or get called into question or wind up working out, but seeming like they might not at first. Okay. So if there's something that you really want to do this month, you can keep your heart set on it, but just know that there's a chance it might cancel. But like what I, what I tend to do if there's a plan that has to happen in Mercury retrograde is I try to plan it as flexibly as possible, like with being able to cancel or change, like if it's travel or whatever. Um, and then this way, you know, right up into the moment of it, you don't really have to commit, right? And then just leave it open where, wow, okay, it looks like it can happen. Then you have everything. It's not always the best time to pay for things up front. It's not always the best time as far as like, you know, traveling or plans that are over a short-term duration. Now, this could be a really great time for education and getting back into studying something that you've wanted to study because the Sagittarius energies are like that. Okay. So just kind of understand this shifting tides and shorter term commitments um, and things in pencil, and it will make things a lot easier for you. Okay. So back to the Scorpio stuff I was talking about before. The Scorpio energies are going to actually linger a bit longer this year because Venus is going to run through the whole sign in December. And so chances to unite with others in meaningful ways and make psychological or spiritual breakthroughs or find the perfect mystery series to read or watch um, or write, if you're a writer, and the opportunities to receive or give emotional or financial support in fulfilling ways, all of those things are Scorpio related. And we've had a lot of that in September, October, November, and now also into December. But at the same time, the Sagittarius energies are going to take center stage and that Scorpio energy will be more in the backdrop. Okay. So the Sagittarius, um, energies are going to bring a much needed lightening of the heaviness of these prolonged Scorpio transits. They're super emotional. Sag energy is not as much into the heavy emotion. It's more light emotion, like fun, fun type of emotion, <laughs> you know, lighter, easier, open, optimistic. And so there will be a lot of that, a lot of chance for play and optimism and expansion. Like I said, studying, if you're, you know, getting back to, maybe you'll have some extra time around the holidays to get back into studying something you were interested in. Um, so the one thing that we have to watch is overdoing. So the chance for overdoing is significantly increased at this time because we have Ceres, Mars, the sun and Mercury all in, um, Mercury will retrograde back into Sagittarius. Oh, and I guess I should, this is a good time to mention now that if you are a person who likes the, um, chart and okay. So if you've been watching my work a while, then you know that I alternate months of showing the chart on the screen for my friends who like to go deeper and are studying astrology. And for those of you who, whenever you see a chart, you want to run screaming in the other direction. I've been alternating with doing a pretty slideshow for you. And of course, all of this is on YouTube because it's just the audio version on the podcast. So if you want to follow along in the chart, I'm going to put it here just for, you know, a few seconds here. And you can just take a screenshot of the chart. If you're a person that likes that or take a picture with your phone or whatever, a different device than you're listening on. 
And then you can follow along when I talk about the chart, but what we're going to see is the slideshow. Okay, so that's, I'm going to try this to see if that's a good way to try to balance this out so that you're not looking at the chart the whole time, but that I've made some notes here and you can take the picture and then, um, if you're interested in that, and then we'll just go back to the slideshow for those of you who aren't. Okay, so if you are looking at the chart, then you'll see, um, Sarah, so it looks like a little question mark in the left there, um, Mars, you know, the circle with the arrow, the sun, a circle with a dot, uh, all of that energy. Mercury is going to go back into retrograde, into Sag. All of that energy is in Sagittarius. Okay. So it's very uplifting, but the tendency to overdo is definitely great. Okay. So whether you're overdoing partying or whether you're overdoing spending or whether you're overdoing just staying up late and, you know, taxing your system, that's something you have to watch out for. And since, uh, Sagittarius energy is mutable, it goes in a spiral. There's more of a chance for you to get spun out. Okay. So you might need to take quiet time. Um, this month and just kind of pull in in between all of the busyness because it will be very, very, very busy. A lot of movement, a lot of interaction. Now, specifically for Capricorn, when the planets move into Sagittarius, this means a bunch of things, okay? One of the things it means is that your 12th house gets crowded. So if you're looking at the chart, you can see I put a little 12th house there and circled. I know it might be a little bit hard to see, but Basically where, um, Ceres, the question mark, Mars, and the circle with the dot, the sun, and then I have Mercury with the little arrow going up. Um, that all of that activity is going to be in your 12th house. It's a lot of activity. Now, before your birthday, the month before your birthday, you have the sun there anyway. Okay. So the month before our birthdays tends to lend itself to a time of retrospection where we're, and sometimes fear and sometimes, you know, just kind of a deep emotional time. And the reason for that is because the sun lights up the 12th house of the unconscious and the fears. Okay. So we think it's just because our birthday's coming that we're getting, you know, getting like that. But what's happening is the sun is bringing a bright light to that unconscious space. So if you're a person who tends to party and start quote partying early before your birthday, um, and with the holidays before your birthday time, you know, sometimes people use that as an excuse. Maybe this year you'll pay some mind to the things that you're trying to avoid because this is a beautiful time to shed some light on negative patterns, sources of anxiety, and actually really heal them, you know, through therapies, a past life regression, meditation, working with your dreams to work things out. So you have a beautiful opportunity to clear out gunk um, really some karmic gunk, you know, even genetic karmic parental, um, things that you've been working with for possibly generations, even before yourself. So it's a beautiful time. And it's also a nice time to connect to the angelic realm and to have a meaningful relationship with your dreams. Then of course, those of you who are early caps, you're going to have your birthday this month. So happy birthday to December born Capricorns and make sure you make your wishes say them out loud, write them down and feel them as if they've already come true. This is a nice formula for manifestation at birthday time. And even when the sun crosses over whatever your Capricorn placement is, the universe is especially receptive to your desires at that time. So, um, and if the sun is crossing over your, any other cap placement, it adds zest to your intentions for your birthday. There's more of a wish tilt to it. Like, please bring me this. And when it's the sun is crossing these other placements, it's more of like your will, your intention, what you're going to do. 
Okay, so we have Venus moving from Libra into Scorpio. You can see this um, on the chart if you're looking. I have Venus pointed out, and right next to her, the little diamond-headed thing <laughs> with a cross at the bottom, that's Pallas Athena. So they will both be moving, those ladies will be moving through Scorpio. And that, you know, is adding to this, just this energy of merging with others and this kind of emotional backdrop because the emotions have been in the front stage for a long time. And now they're kind of moving to the backdrop. And this energy for Capricorn is going to light up your 11th house of friendships and groups and social scenes and internet and communities. So there may be, um, a good chance for you to connect with people in meaningful ways. You may meet these people through the internet. You may go to networking things. This is actually a really great time for that kind of thing. And also things having to do with the past. You know, Mercury retrograde brings things in from the past. So if there's someone you've been meaning to contact that you met before for any reason, bringing them back in now, if you're intuitively drawn, could be very fulfilling or have important keys for you. Okay, so that's the basics for the shorter term energies um, that we're working with in December. Now I want to hit on these longer term um, transits that the outer planets are making. Outer planets are the ones further from us. And when they are in houses in our chart or signs, a house in astrology is a field of experience we have as humans. So as the outer planets move through their sign and the different houses in our charts, They bring longer term themes, longer term opportunities, and sometimes longer term issues as we're working those things out. So I want to talk about some of the highlights of these outer planet transits that we've been working with through 2023 and that we'll be working with also in 2024. So that will give you a sneak peek into continued themes. Um, Okay, so I'm just going to go in order. If you're looking at the chart from the bottom left, and then I'll go around. Pluto still in Capricorn. Okay. It's popped into Aquarius, still dancing along the Capricorn threshold. This is a very big time. Um, in, you know, in history, Pluto only changes signs every couple, you know, two and a half decades. So, uh, and sometimes it's 12 years, sometimes it's 20 years. It, it's, it's a little bit different depending on, um, what sign that it's going through, but it's basically a long time. So we're going to be working with Pluto and Aquarius until 2044, you know, so from it dancing along here in 2023, we've got 20 years of Pluto and Aquarius. Whereas when Pluto moved into Capricorn, that was in 2008. So we had from 2008 until now where we've been working with this. So for Capricorns, since 2008, things have gotten crazy. And I know for myself that that's true. What? What has been happening? Now, everyone in Capricorn will be experiencing this transformation, this grow or die, this, you know, constant pressure to just really stay on your inner work and your outer work and really just use the nuclear generator that Pluto is for your transformation and advancement. And it's been tough. And if you have a late degree uh, cap placement, like I do, it's just sitting on my moon for all this time, you know, we're, we're in the hot seat now and it's, it's pretty, it's pretty stressful, but it's also pretty transformative. So we have, you know, that's going to continue dancing along that line, um, even in 2024. Okay. And then we'll finally be able to step away from that. But even as it pops into Aquarius before it retrogrades back into, you know, late cap, it's never far enough away from Capricorn or Aquarius to not be influencing in both areas. Okay. So 
Capricorn's still going through major transformation. You're at the tail end. You're busting into, you know, a new matrix. You're redefining your life. You're the phoenix rising from the ashes. And actually, I had a dream um, it, last night or the night before that I was a phoenix. And it's kind of like literally, it's how cool is it to have a phoenix in your dream, right? It's just rare that that happens, but I'm feeling that, you know. So Capricorns are going through this. Like we've been, a lot of things have been burnt to the ground. Um, in our lives and, you know, but we're strong and we're disciplined and we will rise. So that's what this is very much about. Okay. So moving, um, counterclockwise, if you're looking at the chart, we've got Saturn, Saturn in Pisces from 2023 to 2026. Okay. So this theme is newish now this month, this year, 2023, but it will cover all of 2024 and beyond. Um, that Saturn in Pisces is trying to help us manage our unruly mind, add structure to our abstract space. And specifically for Caps, it's moving through the third house. So this time is full of setting boundaries, having conversations uh, with people that have been avoided, but trying to do it in loving ways and basically healing a lot of relationships and even the words that we use and the the inflection that we use, a lot of that is learned from our parents. You know, passive aggressiveness could roll into how we say things. Um, you know, just the, the energy of communication on all of these different, very subtle levels is being completely reworked. Now, if you're a writer or someone who wants to create something from the written or spoken word, this is amazing to be able to bring things from the ethers into form, but it will take discipline. When I had a Saturn transit, um, I'm a writer as well, as you know, many of you may know, and obviously the spoken word is key to my work. Um, when I had a, a significant Saturn transit through a different house that's similar to what, what's, what this storyline is, I was writing um, some books and it, it was tough. It was not flowing. Um, and what what spirit told me to do, which is what I'm going to tell you to do, is you have to use Saturnian principles to get it done, meaning add discipline to your creativity. And sometimes that seems contrary because it's like, oh, I want to be creative. I want to be in the flow. I want to do it when I feel like it. But the things that Capricorns want to build over the next several years, you're going to have to apply the way that you are as a Capricorn, which is ruled by Saturn. This is our ruler here we're talking about. Um, where you have to add discipline to places where you don't have it. Now, we know you have too much discipline in certain places, but there are areas where you don't have enough discipline, and that could be in setting boundaries with others. That could be in not taking on more than your fair share. Hello, that's a huge one for Capricorns. Um, and this can also be if you've got something inside of you that wants to come out, wants to be born, you may have to work harder and be disciplined and like write a paragraph a day no matter what or something like that. That's how I got through it. And I think that could be helpful too. Okay. So we're also working with Neptune in that same place. Neptune has been in their third house for a long time. It will still be there for, you know, 2024, 2025, 2026 is when it switches out. But, you know, so we're working with this theme of spiritualizing our communication as well. So Saturn is bringing form and boundary and Neptune is bringing a spiritualizing. So maybe a change to how we see people and a change to how we communicate with them. Um, you know, a lot of times Capricorns are having interactions with people that are based on feeling overloaded and having to do more than your fair share. And sometimes that comes out through, you know, frustrated speech because it's like, ah, come on people, right? You just want, I mean, basically Capricorns 
don't want to control people. And this is, this is, uh, you know, the things that Capricorns want to control other people. That is a myth. That is not true. Capricorns want people to do what they're supposed to do. And if they don't do it, then they step in. Um, so this is, you know, and sometimes it's very frustrated. So we're spiritualizing our communication and our way of seeing other people's plights. Not everybody is as capable and easy, you know, it's not as easy for everyone to deal with certain things, which is why sometimes it falls on our shoulders. So we're trying to build up people so that they can do what they're supposed to do and we don't have to do as much as we're doing, right? Okay, so the nodes, we're not going to talk too much about this because I covered this a lot in the eclipse stories in September, October, November, but just a key here, finding your individuality and expressing that and holding your individual space within your family unit is very important. So the energies of codependency could be coming up very strongly where, um, you know, Capricorns could be really, again, back to the taking on more than your fair share, but really losing your identity to the care of others. So kind of refinding that is a big theme of this year and of next year. And then we've got the opposite of the South node. You can look on the other end of the chart. It says South node. So the North node looks like a glyph with headphones. The South node looks like a glyph with a horseshoe. And the South node is basically showing us we're healing karma with relationships and we're healing karma as far as our work out in the world. Okay. So a lot of work karma is being burnt off. Jupiter in the fifth house is bringing a chance for true love to blossom in wonderful ways. This is a 12 year cycle. So the last time this happened was 12 years ago. And so from May, 2023 to May, 2024, a chance for your love to regain strength. If you have the person that you're thinking you're supposed to be with or for that person to come in. So, you know, um, and being able to just expand your fun and your even children, if you want to have children, your relationships with your kids, Jupiter's there to expand all of that. And Uranus is there bringing some upsets and some surprises in love, maybe things involving children and also sudden insights and spontaneity. So there may be more of a chance to have more fun and last minute stuff, um, well, really basically spontaneity is, is the energy there. So that is our sneak peek into 2024. Those themes will continue and also a review of things we've been dealing with this year. As far as the longer term transits, you have your good solid summary of a lot of different layers of what December will bring. If you want even more info, definitely go to anniehelpsyou.com. Sign up for my free email newsletter. Just put your email address in right there at anniehelpsyou.com. The link is in the notes below the video or podcast, or here it is on the screen um, now if you're if you're watching the video. And you will get so much as being a part of my free VIP community, which is what happens when you put your email address in. You'll get my write-up that has my sweet and salty dates, my favorite aspects of month, the ones to be awareful and careful of. And then you'll also get um, just all kinds of goodies. You'll see it there. And you can see my secret star portal and you can see my astrology education options. So if you love how I teach and you want to learn, you can either take the astrology basics and beyond course, or you can have my becoming a professional astrologer mastery certification course. If you want to take your learning to the next level and earn money from your love of the stars. So I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month and next year. Bye.